Michael Saylor, you got to start pumping Bitcoin again. <laughs> Pump Ethereum. Watch. Yeah. Pump Ethereum. Pump whatever, <laughs> Pump whatever you want. Just make it go up. That's, that's all I care about. Daddy needs a new watch. So before I, uh, we're back again with another, you know, episode, it, I think you did such a great job the other week. <laughs> Should we do a soft opening and just do no intro? What, what are we thinking? <laughs> and we are back or what, how does it go, Chris? I already forgot. Oh, Eric's like a lost puppy. And, <laughs> and just, just like that, like that. <laughs> we are back again with another episode yeah. of Mind the Growth Podcast. As always, I am Chris Kinghorn. And I'm Eric Hoffman. And clearly I was missing you last week. I, uh, I struggled with the opener. No, you did great. You did great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Glad to have you back, though. Uh, wh- what's going on this week? Well, I, apparently your dopamine levels are back to kind of normal. So yeah. if you haven't already, you can listen to Eric's story on our previous podcast and uh, just plugging away, man. We're uh, looks like we've got some anarchy going on in the crypto space and we've got some cool new watches to talk about. That sounds like a plan. What's going on in crypto world? Crypto world. We got a little bit of a rally. Um let me get my screen shared because there's some interesting things that were also going on. There was a whale. And for those of you, I'm sure most of you are familiar, crypto whales are those who have a specific amount of coins in their wallets. And that number is so large that they can essentially move and shake the market or the ecosystem. So there was a whale that dumped $1.4 billion of Bitcoin as it cracked $23,000. So Kind of an interesting play. Obviously, we've seen an upswing. It dipped down into 18 to 19,000 zone. Um, there's Graystar, Grayscale. I'm sorry, is one of the uh, one of the entities that has the ability to buy in. To um, you, is it, it's a it's not a spot ETF, but it's Eric. What's what is the Grayscale uh, uh, investment vehicle that they have? Uh, I don't know what it's referred to as. Let's find out. Yeah, they have a handful of them. But anywho, they they track crypto very consistently and their projections, they were looking at another anywhere between five to six months of a continued downtrend, if not a sideways trading pattern. So, you know, if that's any indication of why this person maybe saw a peak and wanted to get back out, I'm still buying every single day. I mean, what what are your thoughts? Yeah. So first it's referred to as the grayscale Bitcoin trust. And uh looks like trailing 12 months down about 28%. And it's up 15,164% since it inception. So overall, good performance. <laughs> but um, in terms of the price action, it's been, it's been a little interesting. I'm not really sure what to make of it. Some people refer to this not only in the crypto community, but in the, in the equities community as well as the dead cat bounce when you know a market's down and beaten up there's periodic uh rays of sunshine where people get enough energy to buy into the market and cause some of these spikes to come up but then inevitably it just tanks back down so i'm not sure what to make of it i i'm hopeful that it'll continue in an upward trend but uh it may be one of those one of those dead cat bounces we'll see what what's your take? Well, I kind of want to relate a, a fake bundle of sunshine that doesn't work <laughs> all the time to your new light. Is that did you get that thing going? Yeah, it's working. Can you tell? All right. No, <laughs> I was just curious. 
Uh, you see for, every pore in my head. Exactly. For all the listeners, uh, Eric decided to get a new light and uh, make his face all nice and shiny. So we're <laughs> we're liking it. So you've got good lighting. Shout out. Shout out to our not sponsor of the week, Elgato, who provides and produces incredible hardware and software for all of your streaming and and creator needs. This happens to be the Elgato Keylight, and it's it's controlled via Wi-Fi, which sometimes works, sometimes does not, as we learned before hopping on today. But overall, I think it's a great product. I like it. Looking for that future sponsor. So shifting gear now to Tesla. Uh, Di- Diamond Hands Elon. Diamond Hands Elon did. Uh, he did not Diamond Hands. Um, <laughs> so they've converted approximately 75% of their Bitcoin uh, to cash, about $936 million. And I think I read somewhere that they had upped their uh, there's the cash balance up to like 17 or 19 billion on the, uh, on the PL. Yeah. I don't know how much, but I did see Michael Saylor, the, uh, the prominent Bitcoin maxi <laughs> provided a, a welcoming math lesson indicating that Elon selling 75% of his Bitcoin only leaves him with 25%, which, which was important information for everyone to hear. So thank you, Michael. <laughs> That's like Chris math. I like that. That's <laughs> yeah. a good one. But I, who, who the hell knows? This entire market is just wild, and I don't quite understand where people's heads are at. But clearly, Tesla is needing some cash, and that's probably why they sold it off in order to not have a down quarter and have their stock plummet even further. I've always said, for the record, let the record show that Tesla has been overvalued for a good five, six years. I think that stock is insane. But I'm also not a Tesla fanboy like a lot of people. I think what's <laughs> kind of interesting too is um, Elon obviously came out and said how they were just burning cash with some of their new gigafactories. I think I one, was it Germany specifically? I think, I think Austin and Germany, that. both, he was saying that they're just hemorrhaging money. It's like right. pouring pouring gasoline and lighting money on fire at those <laughs> facilities. I think those were his exact words. So hopefully uh, hopefully, there's not more bad news for Tesla coming out here in the next uh, six yeah. months or so. We still, we'll see, we'll if, see as the economy continues to you know, go through its process if people are still buying $100,000 cars. Yeah, that have half the quality of the uh, their German neighbors. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'll, be a, I'll be a Porsche fanboy till the day I die for... For those of you gearheads out there. So before we switch to watches, I don't know if you know this, but um, I keep track of the, for everybody watching, I'm, I'm more so keeping track of YouTube and kind of the analytics, et cetera. Eric is more so on the editing side and et cetera. We received our first negative slash jab of a comment on one of our short <laughs> films or one I of the short clips. That. Oh, it was great. It was talking about how you're essentially an idiot. Um, Me to do in with particular? I, I don't, it was when you were explaining the story of Brandon uh, pulling his money off of Celsius oh, just in yeah. time. And it and the co- the comment was something along the lines of uh, being an idiot. and Or that's what an idiot would say after losing all their money or something like that. <laughs> and I thought it was quite funny that it was, I was, it was inevitable. And I think that that doesn't mean that we made it just yet, but we're on the right trajectory <laughs> if we can piss off enough people. Yeah. I mean, you, you haven't made it until you have at least 25% of your audience being haters. 
because they're going to be the loudest. And ironically, to their dismay, they're promoting the brand. <laughs> so yeah, bring them on. I, I love them. Let's let's get some more of you guys out there. <laughs> yeah, let's see some comments down below, guys. Yeah. We'll stir this up a little bit. We got to start saying something like so blatantly inaccurate or just ridiculous that people pile on. I think that's a, a potential marketing tactic. What do you think? I like it. I mean, and if I read that article correctly, I think Elon Musk just sold all of his Bitcoin and ended up buying the same amount of dollars in Dogecoin. Is that what we read? Yeah, that's what I read. And I'm Crazy. pretty sure that's what happened. Crazy. And Michael Saylor, I don't know if you heard, but he left the Bitcoin community and he's in Ethereum stand now. So Michael Saylor changing teams. Who would have thought? <laughs> Must have been why we got that rally. We broke over fifteen hundred bucks. So I know. Way to yeah. go, Michael. Just in time for Ethereum two the merge. Perfect. Well, on that Hublo note, let's uh change over to watches. <laughs> yeah. Did you see uh Tudor's new release? The the good old field watch, the the Ranger is what they're calling it. You were They've talking had a Ranger about it. before. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a look real quick. Yeah, let's see this thing. So they it's a re release. I think they had one in 2014 and maybe prior, um, but it's a pretty basic, straightforward, like Explorer style watch. They call it the Ranger. It looks almost identical to the Rolex Explorer with the 369, although Rolex has the little triangle at the top where the 12 is instead mm -hmm. of an actual 12. I, I happen to love the look. I, I like the style. I like the Explorer look with the 369 and hashes everywhere else. I, I really like this like uh, material rubber mix of a strap. It's pr it looks pretty thick, but I like the style of it. I think you're more of the NATO the NATO guy here. Um, I like the the bracelet as well, but it's it's an interesting watch. It comes in at about three grand with the steel, and then a little less for the other bracelets. So pretty attractive price point for a Rolex little brother. But I I constantly have the same the same hesitation with Tudor. I I always am attracted to them, but at the same time I'm like, why don't I just buy the version of the Rolex that this resembles? Because that's the real watch. <laughs> right. So what do you think? The one thing I don't like about it, I think it's a great watch and I think the it definitely resembles the Explorer. The, there's a few things that I really like about it and a few things that I don't like about it. So I'll start with what I like about first. Um, what you'll notice here, let me share my screen real quick. What you'll notice is with the bracelet, the bracelet on a lot of the other models that Tudor has put out as of recent has these faux rivets in it. So a lot of these retro kind of heritage looking watches. So this is the Black Bay Pro, for example. So you'll see these little rivets that protrude yeah. out of the side of the watch. And you can see them pop out there. They're not real. They don't do anything. They used to hold the pins together or hold the, um, the chain links together. And this new bracelet that Tudor released with the Ranger, they have the faux rivets on the sides, but you can't see them. They're not really as exposed. So I think they did a great job with that. I really mm -hmm. like that. It looks very similar to kind of the Oyster um, bracelet yeah. that Rolex has. The one thing I just can't get over is this hour's hand. I think it's <laughs> yeah. so ugly. This kills the yeah. whole watch for me. And I hate to be petty because I think it's a great watch. I think it's a great price point, but I can't do that damn hand there. 
I I totally get it. It's it's an odd shape, and I'm not sure why they went that route with it. Because some of their other hands look good. Like their standard is like uh, I don't know what what you call it, but it's almost like a cross type of shape. Yeah, it's snowflake. It's the snowflake. Yeah, hand. yeah exactly. Kind of what they call it. Yeah. So I don't know why they went away from that. I maybe it's just the history of the actual model. But for instance, I'll share my screen again real quick. So this is the snowflake hand, which is like the Tudor hand, the hour hand. It's what mm-hmm. they're known for. So it's kind of weird that they went away from that. I'm still not a huge fan of this either. <laughs> it just, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, I, I also found that a bit strange. So onto the Tudor watch that I really like and yeah. You not so much. You already showed us, right? The good old Black Black Bay Bay Pro. Pro. So it's a GMT style, which means that you're able to see two different times on one watch. So what you do is you set your watch to where you currently are. And this Mm -hmm. yellow hand that works its way around the dial will tell you what time it is in in your home time zone. So people have been asking for this watch for quite some time. Um, I love the fact that I think it looks better on a NATO strap, but fun fact for everybody, never buy a watch on a NATO strap, always buy the bracelet. It's a few hundred bucks more traditionally, but you can then get an aftermarket NATO strap. And if you try to buy the bracelet by itself later on down in life, it's, it's a lot more expensive. So always buy the bracelet. Uh, this one, not only that, sometimes, sometimes brands don't even allow the bracelet to be purchased, uh, separately so they almost always will allow the straps to be purchased but Mm -hmm. sometimes not the bracelet so you're much safer and it's a it's easier to sell if you want to eventually sell it absolutely good point (laughs) mtg pro tip yeah there you go um so this one has the faux rivets and i'm sure we're going to move on to your points about it it's a little bit thick um but i like it i'm a i'm a fan i really like the watch <laughs> you like the thickness she a little thick but i like it yeah hopefully hopefully hannah doesn't watch this um but nonetheless <laughs> i i don't dislike it i happen to think that the sapphire is just too high and too tall and it, it i haven't worn it myself but i've seen videos of people wearing it and it's just a little too clunky for my what I would like. So for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> but it's a good looking Fair watch. Play. Yeah. Yeah. But again, with the whole thing with Tudor for me is I can't I can't wrap my head around spending what three to five grand on a Tudor when I could spend a couple thousand more on uh, a similar Rolex. It's just hard for me to to understand i think what's cool about tudor is i think what we've seen is in the last handful of years there's been really this desire to have watches that are older looking that are new um i mean look at your look at your submariner prime example you've got a a company that took a submariner and aftermarket made it kind of look like one of the original ones it's a beautiful watch that you obviously like the the patina style look etc so Tudor has really become more of a heritage brand, I think, for Rolex. And for those of you who don't know, Rolex actually owns Tudor. And what Tudor has done in the last handful of years is they've started to make a lot of their models look like 
the Rolex models of the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, et cetera. Um, And I think they do they do a really good job at making a good cost effective watch. Your Rolex quality finishes, et cetera, is always going to be better. But the GMT Tudor or the G uh, the, the Black Bay Pro that we looked at that I just pulled up, that's about four thousand dollars. The one that Eric had pulled up was what's the Ranger? Three? Uh yeah, about three for the steel bracelet. Versus if you wanted to get the Explorer, not even the Explorer two, if you wanted to get the the thirty, was it thirty nine or thirty six? I don't know what they changed it to. Yeah, I mean it ranges anywhere from six to twelve <laughs> based on what you're looking for, size and and model. I, I like what Tudor's doing. Um, I I wish that I respect and I, I see the vision with making it this heritage brand. I also wish that they would kind of do some of their own and unique and individual models. And I think that's kind of what I like about the Black Bay Pro is they had taken some influence from Rolex and Rolex in the past and listened to their customers about what they wanted. But they kind of came out with a, a new and unique model that is not that doesn't fully resemble a rolex um it it does have the explorer to looking bezel from like the 50s or 60s where it has the hours of one two three four five six all the way to 24. they did rip that straight off of one of the one of the explorers from way back when but um ever since they came out with the ranger it's made me really question how much inspiration came from the explorer to create the black bay pro but all in all i'm a big fan i like it so tell me your thoughts on my my sleeper pick of watch brands. Well, maybe not a sleeper pick anymore, but I I happen to be a big Grand Seiko fan, and they came out with a new version of their GMT this year, which is very similar to the Tudor Black Bay Pro. Mm-hmm. Double the cost, but I think it's much prettier, <laughs> and I would I would take this way quicker than the the Tudor. I'd still probably get a Rolex over. That's this, what but, I was about to say. Yeah. If you're going to spend basically the same dollar amount as a Rolex, I, I just, I don't think you can go, if you can afford it, I don't think you could go wrong with Rolex. And I think some of these other brands that have beautiful watches, I don't know. I, I don't love it. I don't love Grand Seiko. I'm just not a huge fan. I don't truly love Zenith. I totally understand what they did with, they were, the movement within the Daytona for so long. So I can respect that, but I'm just a Rolex fan boy at heart. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know. I, there's a few things about the grand Seiko that I like their Most of their sport watches are titanium. So they're super light. And, uh, this one in particular has their spring drive movement, which is one of the most innovative movements that has come out over the last 10 years or so, which has the like, they call it the clear sweeping seconds hand that basically it looks like it's just flowing like water in a sense, uh, rather than seeing the click, 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 click on most other, most other watch brands. It's just a clean sweep, which is really cool to see. But nonetheless, I, I'm open to options. I, I also think it's good to have some diversification in your collection. I agree. Who knows? I, 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 I think, I don't think my next watch, but probably the watch after that is going to be a little bit more of a dress watch. Yeah. Instead of continuing to get sport watches. I've also had an obsession lately with Alanga Sona. Are you familiar with them? They have some incredible watches and they're primarily dress watches. So I, 
I would like to have one in my collection soon. Although they start minimum 20 grand, go up to three, 400. So going to have to make a little more money first. Michael Saylor, you got to start pumping Bitcoin again. <laughs> Pump Eric Ethereum. needs to watch. Yeah. Pump Ethereum. Pump whatever, <laughs> pump whatever you want. Just make it go up. That's, that's all I care about. Daddy needs a new watch. Daddy needs a new watch. <laughs> that could be the that could be the name of the uh, could be the name of this video. Yeah. All right. On that note, let's wrap. Awesome, man. It was fun. Yeah. Good chatting. Talk soon. Cheers. Bye.